What's up, everybody? It's Bob, Three Toad Warriors. Uh, today we're talking quarterbacks. We're going 13 through 24, 25, 26, 30. I don't know, but we're doing it. We're doing it right now. We're doing it? How are we doing it right now? Fooled you. Wow. It wasn't really right now. <laughs> it was like eight seconds later, right now. So, Boss Retail Warriors, Studio 1329. This is live stream number three, season number one. And I have some great gentlemen on here joining me on the show. Uh, well, everybody, I'm going to go around the horn here. Have you guys introduce yourself. Tell us where everybody can find you and what you guys are working on. We'll start with you, Mr. David Hammerjacks. Let's go. What you got? David Stidham, Hammerjacks, uh, pet podcast and YouTube channel, Hammercast Network, on Twitter at Hammerjacks1. Awesome. And uh, what's what's your show all about? What you got going on? Fantasy football, barbecue, bourbon, and beer. Ooh. And, and I'm drinking wine tonight, boys. <laughs> uh, you, you, you can tell the you can tell listeners why you're drinking wine. Go for it. Well, uh, we're celebrating a little victory uh, we got uh, today. We were in a 32 team tournament on a national podcast, up and coming podcast competition, and it wasn't just fantasy football. It was fantasy football. It was entertainment. It was all kinds of different pods. And we ended up in the finals against a pod called pod tipsy. And it was a couple of ladies that watch scary movies and get hammered on wine. <laughs> it sounds, that's my kind of show. Dude. It's actually pretty cool. It's on a Friday night. They came, they came strong and they were, they were, they were hammering us and we, we rallied and we got the, the W. And so I told them that if we win my next pod or my next showing will be a, with a glass of wine. And so, in honor of them and our victory, we're we're doing wine tonight. I'll cheers to that. Salute. Cheers. Yeah, cheers to that. Cheers, guys. All right. We got Wilson joining us on the show saying, hey, guys, one of my listeners. Welcome, Hello, Wilson. Wilson. All right, Nick, over at P2W Fantasy. What's the good word? Tell us about it. All right. Well, uh, thanks again for having me on, Bob. Um, again, Nick from P2W Fantasy uh, on Twitter. That's where we put out. All of our uh, YouTube podcasts, um, live streams, do a lot of articles all the time. So we are uh, a three-man team. Uh, it's mostly myself uh, with two contributors. And, uh, yeah, we're big about uh, linking up with guys like yourself. Um, I think I've interacted with all of you guys multiple times, whether it be in person or on Twitter. But, uh, yeah, just trying to pump out a lot of content and stay active in uh, this big fantasy uh, community here. So, again, thanks for having me on. No problem. Chris, we'll swing over to you. What you got, sir? What's the word? Sure. Find me on Twitter at Detroit Beastie. Given the state of baseball and hockey, cranking out DFS articles every day. Uh, Hot Pucking Stack is my hockey article. Crush Spot is my MLB stuff. And I do seasonal football stuff on the side at night with dudes uh, from Denver and in Chicago, things of that nature. So follow me at Detroit Beastie if you're into DFS, seasonal football, and and that's it. Okay. Uh, shout out to Hammerjacks with the uh, pineapple wine. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> All right, so real it's quick. actually Arizona iced tea, but <laughs> yeah, yeah like, anything, okay. whatever you want. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Detroit BC, if, if someone was looking for a cheat sheet about DFS and they want to find some of the stuff you talk about, where would they find that? No, didn't get it. No, I heard you say Detroit Beastie, and I was like, okay. My bad, okay. That's me. I was like, man, that one didn't go over at all. <laughs> I said, if somebody wanted to find a cheat sheet about DFS and find some of your articles, where could they find it? That's what I was saying. Where do you usually hang, yeah, where do you you hang keep, out often? You keep, you keep cutting in and out. I heard oh, you say good. Detroit Beastie, 
at uh, Cheat Sheet. Uh, yeah, yeah. D- DFS Cheat Sheet. There we go. That's that's what it's about. It's about DFS Cheat Sheets, things of that nature. The only reason we've dabbled in seasonal uh, football and seasonal baseball stuff is because I'm so big into that. And given the lack of sports the last like three or four months, I've kind of created my own little niche on the website. But when sports is in, bam, we're back to DFS. And that's truly what I love to do. All right. Love it. All right, Kevin, last but definitely not least, welcome back to another live stream. Had you on on the first one. Welcome back. I want you to let everybody know where you can be found and what you got going on. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Um, So you can find me at hammercast.com. I do a lot of their Devi work. um, And right now I have a couple articles coming out. If you're a commissioner, what you should do with the COVID situation. I broke that down. Nick gave me an idea of doing the whole thing. So hopefully get that out there soon. And then um, I just released a Mountain West Conference Devi article with over 10,000 words. It's crazy. Because I'm stupid. Um, And then... uh, (laughs) And then I'm actually working on a series of uh, dynasty Mount Rushmore guys that you should want on your dynasty team. So I just turned in the quarterbacks article this morning, um, and I'll be working on the running backs uh, probably by the end of Sunday. Man, I'm still reading that. It's amazing. It's just amazing work, Kevin. Good job. There you go. All right. So, and I can be found on uh, on Twitter at Bobs3Toad, on um, on YouTube at Bobs3Toad Warriors, the, the Facebook page, Word on the Streets Facebook page. New shows come out Mondays and Thursdays. The live streams are currently on Wednesdays with a replay on Saturdays. Uh, there will be some programming changes coming up as the season starts because that's a whole new thing. And currently, I'm going through the daunting task of statting out every single player. Um, well, I have to say every single player. Six wide receivers, four tight ends, four running backs, two quarterbacks per team for all 32 teams uh, to stat them out to make my own rankings. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a terrible grind, and it takes a lot longer than I thought it would. But it's terrible. we're gonna get them out so that we can uh, do these positional rankings here coming up with the uh, last this August here before we go into the regular season. So that's what I got going on. But let's kick into some dynasty quarterback rankings and debates. And I know not everybody watching the show is all about dynasty. That's okay because when these guys talk about the players, they're gonna be talking about stuff that impacts you in redraft in the season as well so you don't have to be like ah i'm not dynasty i'm out don't worry about it it's good info i got four great guys on here i get to kick back moderate it and uh get to, get to listen to you guys uh pop it around so we'll see if we can get through um 13 through 24 if we get past that to uh 36 i'd be shocked but i will get as far as we get you know if we spend the whole time on Tua here that won't happen all right <laughs> let's get into it uh feel free to post your comments or questions we'd love to talk about them on the show give you a shout on the show it's uh, part of the fun that, that's in it for you guys that are listening. So don't be afraid to jump in there. Let's start with number 13, uh, Tua. I'm not going to say your last name. I'm going to say it. Uh, Tua Tua. Tua. Just go Tua. Tua. <laughs> so, all right. So let's talk about Tua. So uh, I got Kevin and, and P2W who are who are looking to defend him. So one uh, of you guys hop in here with, with – uh, Kevin, why don't you hop in here with some reasons to take him at 13 or in drafts at uh, 53rd, roughly, in your startup drafts, which is uh, into the fifth round, early into the fifth round. 
Yeah, so if if we're talking about dynasty, I'm looking yep. for you got to have a super flex quarterback like Tua. Those guys to build around. So if you're in a startup, you're looking for that. Um, when he was coming out of college, it was tank for Tua, and then all of a sudden he got hurt, which I know it was a big big injury, but um, he was the number one rated quarterback. And then Joe Burrow came, and it was like, oh, Burrow's the guy. So I think that his his ranking's gone down a little bit just because people have recency bias. Um, and for me, Tua is an amazing quarterback. He's he's going to, he's going to be one of the most accurate quarterbacks that we see. Um, and then if, after that, accuracy matters. He's going to have the weapons down there. Miami's building around him. Um, as far as dynasty goes, I love what they're doing. Um, and he might not have to necessarily play this year, like we talked about with his injury and stuff. So he's going to have a year to learn. Um, maybe a half the year. Fitzpatrick's the guy to kind of learn from and be under his tutelage. So he's not going to get thrown in there. Like Burrow's going to get thrown in there. And I, I just don't know with the way that the offseason was, if that's going to be necessary good for his development. Um, and so two is the type of guy that I want to build my team around. Um, I got him in a rookie super flex at one, I think at the seventh pick in the first round um, because everybody was taking all those running backs that everybody loves. Um, and so if, if you can get him in that kind of value, you can get a QB one for the next 10, 12 years, as long as he continues that development, which he was on. And I know the injury thing is a real concern. I, I get that. But if you're talking about pure talent, he's one of the most talented quarterbacks that we've seen in a long time. Okay. Uh, Nick, did you want to add some uh, extra pluses to that, to that side? Yeah, just uh, piggybacking a little bit, but for the past two seasons, I mean, we obviously know Joe Burrow had the best, uh, college season of all time, arguably. Um, but uh, two has been the talk for the last two years. I, I know there's a lot of durability questions with, you know, if he comes into the league, how long is he going to last? There's a lot of red flags with that. But, you know, when I'm looking for dynasty quarterbacks, I want guys that are talented and I've seen talented on on high stages for more than one season. Look at a guy like Mitch Trubisky or um, – some of these other quarterbacks uh, that have had like one good college season and then they get thrown into the fire and then you kind of start to realize, Hey, maybe he's not the most talented guy, you know, on, on the field at the time. But uh, with Tua um, being a great pocket passer, when he's healthy, moving outside the pocket, throwing on the run, I, I think this guy's just an absolute stud. And uh, you know, the dolphins aren't the most shiny team to land on, but at the same time, you know, him and Ryan Fitzpatrick are very, very different. But we saw Ryan Fitzpatrick this past season, very, very successful and successful in fantasy. Uh, and that was without um, Preston Williams, who was injured for the year. He had uh, Devontae Parker, Mike Gusecki. So let's add Preston when he's good and healthy to that mix. And we've seen an older quarterback be very, very good in that system. So if two is healthy, we know he's talented. We've seen him very talented. He was a runner-up you know, in 2018 for the Heisman. I – I'm going with talent all day. And if there's red flags associated with that, I'm just going to make sure if I'm a dynasty owner that, you know, not all my marvels are on Tua, but if it's super flex, I'm, I'm fine with uh, long-term uh, rolling the dice with him being a great quarterback because he, sh he should be. So Awesome. Uh, David or Chris, either one you want to chime in is a reason maybe to not take Tua up there at 13th in a uh, startup super flex dynasty. Yeah. Go ahead. Real quick, when you – when you sent me the list of who we were going to discuss today, you know, 13 through 24, as you put it, uh, I wanted to kind of, you know, prep a little bit and take notes. And of all the guys, Tua has the hardest strength of schedule this coming season. He is 30, his strength of schedule is 32nd overall. There's only 32 teams in the league. So he has the hardest strength of schedule. He's young as can be, obviously a rookie, uh, as, as Nick said, 
these guys have seasons and bam, they throw them to the Wolves. I don't think he's going to fare well this season, but if we're talking dynasty long-term prospects, the jury's still out as far as I'm concerned. Personally, I have zero shares of Tua. I'm in five or six leagues, a couple charity uh, leagues that we're drafting right now, and he's been drafted in all of them. And it wasn't, it's, it's one of those cases where I didn't, go out of my way not to draft him, but I didn't want to reach to draft him in the same vein, if that makes sense. Maybe, I guess in a weird way, the way I play is let someone else draft him. A, let him be a problem elsewhere. B, if he's good, I can trade for him in the future, if that makes any sort of sense. That uh, makes sense. Yeah, um, and I'll piggyback on that just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, first of all, let's remember, he's only 6'1", 218. Uh, and with that injury history, that that that, that that's – with that offensive line, that's that's a worry. And this year, I'm not touching him. Now, obviously, a long-term dynasty, I understand the points of view. Uh, he's probably one of the best, if not the best, uh, young vertical passer. He's also, to Nick's point, great on the run. He's probably the best bootleg uh, quarterback skills of all the guys coming out. He's very intelligent. But here's something I'm thinking about. Miami, they went out and got two running backs. And uh, and I believe that if he does get in, if Tua does get in, let's just say something happens to Fitz and he comes in week eight or week nine, uh, I believe they're going to go to a ball control conservative offense with him. I think they're going to run with Howard and Breda, and I believe they're going to do, um, you know, short mid, mid-range passing. They're going to play it safe with him, especially his first year. He's a long-term investment for them. And so uh, I really see him as somebody with great potential down the road. But if you're counting on anything for this year, uh, and, and 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 Kevin knows me, I live for the day. Uh, I'm, too, I'm fading him at at, at 13 uh, for that reason. But uh, but if he if he falls down to quarterback 15, 16, 17, 18 in dynasty, and I I see a need for future, I could snag him there. Sure. So real quick, a um, couple things before we move on to the next player. After each player, we're gonna add a little redraft tip for it here. So question will be. In redraft, one quarterback league, are you taking them? Yes or no. And in a super flex league, are you taking them? So in a one quarterback league, I'm not taking them unless I absolutely have to because everybody has hogged everybody else up and I really, 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 really need them. I'm not touching them. Uh, in a super flex, sure, maybe it's my third quarterback. Uh, so yes or no. That was I didn't give yes or no on either one of my answers, but <laughs> y'all have to. <laughs> uh, Hammerjacks, go around. Uh, no, no way on a redraft. Um, and, and super flex, uh, third or fourth at best. He, he, I'm, I'm not counting on any production for him this year at all. All right, Nick. Well, yeah, for me, super flex. Um, if you have a solid quarterback one, a pretty good quarterback two, I'll take him as my quarterback three, um, just to have on the bench. But that's still kind that's of like the consensus yeah. all the way around. Yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Detroit, no, no, I no. Redraft, I'm with uh, Hammerjacks here. Redraft, absolutely okay. not. And even yeah. in a super flex, absolutely nah. not. You know, I right. r- real quick, a little tip. I have, yeah. him throw, I have him throwing about 400 passes this season and only completing like 260 of them. So completion percentage is going to be bad news. Interception strength, no, 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 no. Okay. All right. Before we go on to the next person, we got uh, one statement and one question from our listeners. We got Bowman helping that's not a hard word uh rex ryan said if you get hurt in college you're gonna get hurt in the nfl why because you get hit by harder faster people probably true 
if you play uh, professional football, you're going to get hurt. If you play D1 football, you're going to get hurt. If you play yeah. middle school backyard football, you're going to get hurt. It's I, the name I of the game. A, I played Division II soccer, and I think my entire roster was hurt at one point or another <laughs> throughout my four, four years. So, or at least your right. And this one comes in from the Samoan, uh, one of my uh, league buddies here, Mr. Henry Barbo. So he says, Is Kyler Murray. Henry, got to go back to last week's show, buddy. Got to listen to last week's show. Uh, is Kyler Murray worth a top five or ten quarterback with the addition of DeAndre Hopkins? Um, I'm sure in I'm sure in Dynasty we would say – or uh, yeah, Dynasty we'd, we'd probably say yes, especially in Superflex. Uh, what about in redraft from a redraft aspect? What do you I'm here. Yeah? I'm, I'm a no for five and yes for ten. Okay. I, I'm with Nick, and I heard – I believe it was this time yesterday – one of his his star stud offensive tackles opted out, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh -oh. give me a little bit of that. Give me a little bit of that. Kevin, your thought? Yeah, same as Nick. I wouldn't say top five, but top ten. Yeah, I'd get him in there. Okay. Yeah, five, between five and ten, I'm there. But it's not because Hopkins. It's because of the just the accelerated growth of his game in that yeah. offense. Yeah, Hopkins definitely does not hurt it though. A good oh, no. <laughs> That's not the only reason. Yeah. He's not no, a good quarterback, yeah. and he's no. he's very intelligent. He knows how to he knows how to check his reads. All right, let's talk about this man, the darling of uh, late-round quarterbacks himself in redraft, Mr. Matt Stafford. He is quarterback 14, um, 65 in a super flex startup, which is going to be end of the sixth round roughly almost. Um, I got a bunch of defends here. Who wants to – Who wants to? anybody want to attack him first before we go to everybody who loves him? And everybody's going to love him for probably very similar reasons, but anybody got anything – against him the only thing i could say negative is is his age for a dynasty league sure. um, and i mean that's the only thing it's i can really that old. the back injury but i think the back injury was more of a result of we ain't putting his ass out there <laughs> and letting him get killed we ain't going anywhere and so um but i got a lot of good things to say uh but if anybody all, all i all i can say for a dynasty league his age is the only reason i would put him at 14 or beyond okay no one's worried about uh re-injury I, I think that's the that's the only thing I would think about, and I don't know too much about the injury, but I just I'm I'm just thinking about the motion of a quarterback, and if he's doing that every single day of practice, and if there's a re-injury to a back, that's the only thing. But I, I'm I'm like uh, I'm like David, I got too many good things to say, but that's my only concern. Awesome, I will take good things from let's take good things from two people since everybody's on the love train for him. Uh, who wants to go on some good things? Well, I'll just say the age thing for me in Dynasty, I'm always planning three years out anyway. So for mm -hmm. me, he's going to produce at three years for the next three years. So sure. after three years, I don't know what the hell my team's going to look like anyway. So like, I'm always like, okay, let me get these three years here. Let me see if I can grow with him. And actually, and he, he's going to, he's going to do fine. So age, he's, as long as he stays healthy, he can, he can sneak himself into that top 10, top five quarterback. He throws, I mean, 44,000 yards is not out of the question. 30 touchdowns. Like he's going to, he's going to throw that thing around the field. I yeah, remember his pace last year was he was on pace for 5,000 uh, yards and 38 touchdowns. Yeah. And so, yeah. And he's still got what I consider one of the top three strongest arms in the league. Plus, he might, he might have the, uh, he might now have the best set of weapons he's ever had. I know he had Me Megatron. I said this to Chris before. He had Megatron, but across the board, two, yeah. two good young running backs. He's got a good young tight end. He's got Marvin Jones. He's got Kenny Galladay. They just drafted, you know, Cephas. They have Amendola. He's got probably the best set of weapons he's had across the board. All right. I see you itching over there. Don't worry about Detroit Beastie. Let's go. <laughs> it's all right here to you, buddy. It's all you here. Let's go. First, I want to say, Nick, I've heard, we've heard that in Detroit a million times. 
Uh, I've said that a million times on various broadcasts. Every year, the optimism in, in the city for the Lions is, you know, magical almost, right? But when we, when we look into Matthew Stafford, the guy is, he's a stud. And I'm not saying that because I, I'm in Detroit and the Lions are my team. The guy plays, the guy wants to win, and it's just so irritating and frustrating for not only him, but everybody, you know, in the city, including myself. And as Hammerjack said, the guy was on a blistering pace, well over 5,000 yards, 30, 40 touchdowns, right? And I'm not concerned with any injury that he has. Uh, I have him throwing about 540 times, you know, in, in 2020. And I'm with Kevin, too. You normally look two to three years out. The one thing that I'm worried the most about is his wife and her tweeting and her Instagramming and her constantly running her mouth, man. She throws, she throws the Lions organization under the bus more times than I can count, you know, and Matt doesn't say a word. I don't know if he's just is he a wimp or is he just like, well, I don't want to, you know, upset my wife. I don't know what it is. You know, <laughs> the guy, the guy's a professional quarterback, like the manliest man you can get yet <laughs> when his little five foot blonde wife talks, he doesn't say two words. So, you know, just trying to make it a little bit more light. Cause it's always about touchdowns and passes. So, so real, real quick is, there, there's a white factor in your dynasty rankings. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's called the risk rating. I'm writing this stuff down right now. So, you know what? Hey, by the way, on the injury front, people people may not realize this. He played 136 straight games without an injury before the back injury last year. And uh, and he's he's almost an Iron Man. And so I'm not worried about anything on, on his health. I think when they say he's ready to go, he's ready to go. I'm with you. Yeah. Well, real right. quick. If I just interject a couple things real yeah. quick. So Nick says, is there a wife factor here? And it, it it's funny. It makes sense. But it's realistic, too, because if you guys remember a few days ago, she she tweeted out something about it was a false positive. His COVID test was a false positive. And she said, oh, God, everybody in the city hated us. Our kids couldn't go to school. I had to pick up the groceries at the curb. I mean, there's a factor here. If she goes, hey, Matt. I hate it here. Let's go somewhere else. And boom, he's on the first flight out of Detroit. So realistically, would that happen? No, but it's, it could, sure. it could happen. I mean, let's, let's be honest. And, and it could be good for him. I agree. <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, Dave has threw a little barrage of comments out there to us. He said, uh, get hyped, Chris, as he did all-star cast. I'm in the camp that injuries are hard to predict. They sure are. And uh, I'm Fantasy Dave, by the way. Oh, Fantasy Dave. That's who that is. Uh, and then he also says, Cephas, a sneaky dynasty option at wide receiver for the Lions this year. There you go. A little Very hidden hard, for yeah. you. And uh, someone answered Henry's question. Uh, even a th as a 32-year-old and a recovering broken back, I think that question got answered pretty well there. So we will leave that to the yeah. side. And we will slide over to this quick question. In redraft, I think we're all unanimously going to say, in a one quarterback league, we're not afraid to take them at all. And in a super flex redraft, definitely taking them, not leaving yeah. them out there on the board. Not that he had a prayer being left on the board. Let's go to uh, someone not too far from where I am right now. Mr. Aaron Rodgers, 15th quarterback off the board and 74th, which is a start of the seventh round in a startup. And uh, I guess I got, I got three destroys. No, so last guy, nobody wanted to destroy him. Everyone wanted to defend him. Aaron Rodgers, everyone wants to destroy him. Nobody wants to defend the guy. Let's let, let's let the destroyers uh, have a little bit of a pick at him first before we get somebody to 
to support the poor guy and help him up off the ground. So, uh, anybody? I think David all dibs on this one. If you yeah, want. go ahead, Dave. I'm a, I'm a Titan fan and a Packer fan. I, I went to a lot of Packer games when we when we sponsored them, and um, and uh, I even flew on a team plane to a, a road game with the Packers, and uh, when when they went to Dallas, and that was pretty cool. But I will tell you this: that if you you look at his body language. He hasn't been involved. He hasn't cared. Uh, he hasn't shown emotion about this game in several years. But the biggest thing about me on Aaron Rodgers is last year, uh, and a lot of people are guilty of this, myself included. Sometimes you're, you're just in a hurry. We're trying to absorb content. We're trying to absorb content, statistics, data. And uh, and we look at their their total ranking and how they finished, and we don't actually jump into the game logs. Well, every time you jump into the game logs, you learn something. And Aaron Rodgers uh, last season – had three weeks, one with 32, one with 48, one with 30 points. Those were his three biggest weeks. His next biggest week was 20 points. Ten of his 16 games last year, he was a quarterback 22 or worse. He didn't score more than 16 points. In other words, there's 10 games of his 16 starts last year that you pro he probably lost you that week. And so uh, what did they do? Nothing. They they didn't they went out and drafted a quarterback in the first round. They drafted a running back in the second round. We all know Matt Lafleur where his roots are. He is a running coach. He is going to run the ball, and they're going to be more of a. I think I think Aaron Rodgers is going to start becoming more of a game manager type quarterback, and it's going to be sad. Uh, but the fact is, is 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 I don't think he has the, the weapons now. Obviously, everybody's all high on Devontae Adams, but and and, and some people are calling Devontae Adams the one one receiver. But because he's going to get all the targets, but uh, and you know maybe he will, but he hasn't had a complete season in years, and so but but so it's it's Lazard, Adams, and Jay Sternberger, and uh, Funchess has opted out, yeah. and, uh, and so I just don't see the weapons. I see the the running game in the fact that that he had three spike weeks and the rest were quarterback twenty two or worse, and so I'm staying away from from him for that reason alone. Oh, I think you answered Samoan's question there. Simone, go tell your dad. Sorry about his Green Bay team. He's not uh, a top 10 quarterback. I'm sorry. No, they're going to run the ball. Oh. All right. Anybody else got anything to add to that, Terry? Yeah. No, uh, just something, something different, not to take anything you just said. Also, with like thinking about your dynasty quarterbacks, mm -hmm. they just made a statement right now that he is not their future quarterback. When you no. go and draft a guy that early in, you know, in Jordan Love, um, they're pretty much saying that eventually we're going to this guy and are we really going to bank on Rodgers being like Brett Favre was in the Vikings like having this big comeback you know attempt and on another team I mean the big question mark is going to be hey if Jordan Love becomes the the guy in the future what, what's going to happen on Aaron Rodgers he's going to be a free agent get signed somewhere hopefully he starts hopefully he's successful in a new system so I think they're like long-term dynasty we got dynasty mentality too many questions for me all right. Yeah, uh, I was gonna. I was gonna add. I went to school in the same town that he grew up in, in Chico. So I actually, I actually know his brother, uh, Jordan Rogers. They hate each other. Yeah, they hate each other. And the reason, the <laughs> reason why, the reason why I bring this up is because yeah. Aaron Rodgers holds grudges like no one. Everybody knows it in Chico. Everybody knows it. Like he, 
he doesn't even he has he hosts a charity tournament there and he doesn't invite his family they're not allowed because they don't talk Jeez. so if you draft jordan's jordan love in the first round he is not going to talk to you anymore so he already came out and said <laughs> he already came out and said you know i'm only going to worry about this season i'm only gonna that's all i can control i don't see him being there next year i would be it'd be very hard to see maybe maybe he comes back but the fact that he holds the grudges like i know he holds the grudges because i'm from that town so i know people talk about it all the time um like he, he he realistically will just stop going to restaurants because they didn't serve him the right food and he just he will he will blacklist them and tell everybody not to go there like that's just who he is as a person um, we took so, that road trip from Green Bay to Dallas, and I was on the plane. We were held up for 20 minutes because he was late, and he wasn't even going to play because he was injured. And he came on the plane with a shit-eating grin and walked by, and nobody said a word to him. And <laughs> so it, it was, the body language was very interesting, uh, and and so he had to be there. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's an issue. I promise you. Wow. I could see a situation where I think, Nick, I told you this, maybe even you, Bob, like in a tweet or – like a private sure. message. I had a trade offer for, you know, Devonte Ad or to send Devonte Adams and the, the other owner goes, I go, no, I'd rather keep him. He goes, what if Aaron Rodgers opts out out of spite because they drafted Jordan love. And now, now that David and Kevin said what they said, which, which I already know that being, you know, in the, you know, in the NFC North here, I've seen what he, how he acts and everything. He could opt out just to be an asshole, you know, Hey, Oh, well, I'm out of here. You drafted Jordan Love. There he is. Hey, Adam, he's your guy. Adam. Really bad. First round. All right. Barbosa says they also don't have a trusted right tackle. So, interesting. Plus, and, uh, uh, Danica just broke up, so that's another chip on the shoulder. He's just <laughs> going out right now. He's not having a good good couple of right. it's, a, it's a rough go right now. <laughs> Poor guy. So Millionaire, yeah. damn it. Yeah, I got a lot of shares of them. I can't get rid of them. Yeah. And then David said the exact kind of fighting the exact opposite. Might want to prove something this year with a chip on his shoulder. I'm still holding off, though, especially with what you guys are saying. So love you guys adding into the comments. Makes it fun. Makes it interesting. And redraft one quarterback. Are you taking them? I can't say I would at the price he would go. Any bells? Take him. Not in the first round. Not not um, not a, a, a quarterback one. I'd take him. No, 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 I'd no. Take him at the very end of the draft as a as sure. a backup. Yeah, and superflex. There's not many people we're not going to take in reality. No, you'll so. take him in superflex. Yeah. yeah, and superflex are pretty much all gone. So maybe that's not a good question. We'll just stick with the one quarterback question. All right, let's go to number sixteen, Jared Goff, and he is seventy six in a startup, which would put him in the middle of the seventh round. And um, I got – I'm going to let you two battle out since you two did put up in the board here. <clears throat> little, little showdown here. You ready? Kevin, destroy. Nick, defend. Let's have it at it, boys. No. Old fashioned debate style. Kevin, you want to go first or second? Uh, you can go first. Go ahead. All right, sure. I think, I think Detroit's looking to, to reach out, though, and say tag me in when you're ready, though. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> So the one thing that the Rams do not have going for them, obviously, is that offensive line. You know, 25th uh, ranked by PFF going into the season. That's a big red flag for him and any running back in the system. But uh, across the last few seasons, 2019 QB 13, 2018 QB 7, 2012 QB 12, uh, third in passing yards this past year, fourth the year before. 
what I keep picturing is all these people in the fantasy world saying Tyler Higby is going to be a great tight end still. And then they'll go to this guy and they'll say Cooper Cup is going to have a great season when he's fully healthy, full 16 games. And then a guy like me, Robert Woods, is a great fantasy asset. So for all of these things to be a thing in 2020, I think Jared Goff has to be good. Do I think Jared Goff is going to be QB5, 6, 7? No. Could he sneak back into that top 10? I think he can absolutely. It's going to be a team that's going to be throwing the ball a lot because they have the weapons. Down in dynasty land, um, you know, they, they signed Van Jefferson from Florida, who was a great pass catcher in college. Bryson Hopkins doesn't get talked about at all from Purdue, the tight end, but he was an elite pass catcher in college. So they did add some more pass catching options for later down the road. But again, if all these guys are supposed to be successful, Cup and Woods and Tyler Higby, and then you got, you know, Akers in the back, whatever the case is, I'm thinking golf has to be successful for them to be successful. Maybe I'm wrong there. He's going to pass the ball a lot. Passing yards are going to be there. Give me Jared Goff being somewhere between QB 10 and 12. Okay. Jeff? Yeah, I mean, you make good points. I just, I just think he's a terrible quarterback. Um, I just, I, I <laughs> give him the full screen. Bob, give him the full to. screen. There you go, full screen. I just don't think he's very good. I think that McVay makes him look a lot better than he actually is. Um, I think they have a good system and they put him in good spots. And I think a couple years ago when they had Gurley and they had a good running game, I think that he was able. To, it took a lot of pressure off of him, and they they run a lot of play action, which they couldn't do a little bit last year, and it, it really exposed Goff. Um, and I, I think this year they're going to have a running back by committee. I think they got four good running backs there, even though fantasy Twitter wants to pretend they don't. Um, and they're going to run the ball a lot. I think that they're going to run it more than they did last year. I just don't know if Goff can handle that load. I just don't, I just don't think that he's the quarterback and he's the guy that I'm going to try to avoid. Um, I like cup. I like the guys that you mentioned, Robert Woods. I even love Van Jefferson. I have Van Jefferson everywhere. Um, but, and I got him like in the fourth round because I think yeah. he's a good asset to have. I just don't, I, I just, I, I just cannot get my wrap my mind around golf as a as a long term dynasty option. Maybe this year, like maybe he has an okay year this year. I just I, I worry about him. I just don't think he's a very talented guy. I think it's he's more of a system guy. But that's but with all the draft picks that they've traded trying to win the Super Bowl, I feel like their talent is is getting worse and worse every year. And I don't think Goff's going to be able to overcome that. He's not one of those quarterbacks. Nice. Uh, anybody looking to tag in? Uh... David said, Nick spitting some facts, and let's hope those cheeseburgers won't affect him. What the hell cheeseburgers is he talking about? <laughs> What's he talking about? I don't know. Uh, anybody want to tag in there? Are you uh, Any different thoughts on there? I'm somewhere in the middle here. Uh, gun to my head, I, I was going to go into this and probably not, not picking sides, but my own opinions uh, actually mirror what Nick was saying. Given the fact, you know, if, if I – the next time I say the guy has weapons, just strangle me and, and choke me out. <laughs> you know, no offense to anybody. I mean, I'm just so we got weapons. This, this guy has weapons. This guy doesn't have weapons. You know, there's got to be another term we can use here. Anyway, sure. so of the guys on this list of the, you know, the, the screenshot that you sent me that we're going to discuss, I have golf throwing the ball more times than any of these guys, like 580 times, you know, this coming season. And if you throw that much, you're going to stack up yards. You're going to stack sure. up uh, touchdown passes, but you're also going to have 13 to 15 interceptions, which is fine when you put up what I have, 24 total touchdowns. That's with the passing and the rushing. 
go somewhere between 24 and 27. So, again, I'm in the middle uh, of Nick and, and Kevin, I guess you could say, and we'll leave it at that. I guess if I got to be the middleman here, I will. Uh, that's I'm okay. That's I'm okay. Little, go for it, Switzerland. I'm a little bit on the Nick side. I, I, I'm I a little more optimistic. I'm buying him a little bit better. I believe the volume is going to be there, and I believe in McVay. And and I and I believe they they found something with that twelve personnel that they ran last year at the end of the year, and uh, and I believe Cam Akers is a superior back, and I think I just truly believe that there's an opportunity and to, to to Chris's point, the volume the volume is going to be there, and the offensive scheme is there. Uh, yeah, does he have the the, the tools of a you know, to, to Kevin's point, maybe not, but 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 maybe that system's right for him, and he already proved it a couple of years ago what he can do. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a more optimistic approach for him. Doesn't mean I'm drafting him in the top 10, but he's definitely in that 11, 12 range for me. Okay. Uh, anybody not willing to take him in a start one, if you can snag him, you know, in the late rounds, you've already filled out your roster. Anybody not want him in a start one and redraft? I'll take him. But because I don't think a quarterback until like the 10th round. Right. Yeah. So I think, I think we're going to be taking him. So we haven't, we haven't hit that mark other than with Tua. That's because he was the injury. Might not even play this season, so okay, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe Rogers depends. On, I won't take Rogers. I think I'll start one, but outside of that, okay. All right, let's slide over to uh, Sam Darnold, seventeen, and I got two people who picked to defend him. Anybody want to uh, destroy Sam Darnold? Just give him a kiss. That's all you need to do. Just Adam Gase. Give him a kiss. Adam Gase, Marcus, and who knows who? So I, I don't know. All I got to say, Adam Gase. Okay. <laughs> Adam Gase can be brutal. Adam Gase, the b-hole, as some shows. There's no call. defense. There's no defense the of because of Adam Gase. Yeah. All right. Well, we got two people willing to defend him. We'll let uh, we'll let you start out first here at this one, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, I love Sam Darnold. He's one of my guys I've been drafting a lot over the summer just because, like I said, with Goff, I don't think he's very talented. But with Darnold, I think he is very talented. So I, I find Darnold to be talented. I know that – I know Gase is trash, okay, but my whole plan is he's going to get fired this year. And so once they get, like, a real guy in there, I think – I think, but I think his talent is good enough to where he's going to – he has some weapons there. They're sneaky. I think Crowder's good. I think Mims is going to be very good. I think people need to draft Mims right now because he's going to be one of the top wide receivers of this class because I think he has that talent. Um, but I just think that even though he doesn't have maybe the weapons that you know Detroit Beastie would like to talk about, I think that he's a better quarterback. I think he has the skills to be able to actually play quarterback in this league, and I think he just had some terrible teams and some terrible luck with Mono. Even last year, I mean, he after terrible. he had Mono – and had all that stuff, he actually did pretty well towards the season, even though Gase didn't, they didn't have a very good offense. He didn't produce that bad of numbers. Um, so if you're in a super flex and he's your QB two, I could roll a bet. I'd be okay with that. If he's your QB three, that's amazing. If he's your QB two, I mean, this year you could see him actually produce pretty high levels for you. Sure. David has commented. I think Gase is gone by the end of the season. If, uh, if Donald has a good year, that might make it tougher to get rid of Gase. Unfortunately, um, he has a bad year. Well, then there you go. Case yeah. could easily see the door. Uh, what you got for us, Nick? I just like the fact that they have a lot more going on this season than they did the past year. They drafted a, a guy in the, the O-line. They signed another two guys to add to their core. They had a bad O-line before. Um, Chris Herndon, I'm a big Chris Herndon guy. He's coming back at, you know, at tight end for him. Him and uh, Darnold got a great connection. You bring over Perryman. You draft Denzel Mims. So I'm not going to use the word weapons at all, but 
I think it's a supporting cast and hold. <laughs> you're adding a Crowder. You got Crowder there too. Hey, hey, you're adding a tight end that he has a connection with. You have two more receivers. I mean, Robbie Anderson to me was no nothing, nothing for him. So you got oh, two like that. and then you got pieces in front of him. Weeks 10, 11, and 12 over that span, we saw some good glimpses of him. QB2 for those three weeks. I mean, it's just three weeks. But if you can see a bright side when he had a battle line and really no receivers, I think now that you add, you know, uh, a barrier around him a little bit, I think he'll be a, a lot better. He had four top 10 weeks, you know, this past year. So I think if he's staying healthy and not getting cooties and if he um, is not seeing ghosts because everybody likes to throw that, you know, sure into the air, which gets annoying after a while. I think he'll be successful, and I think he's very under-projected for this year. All right. All right. We're going to say uh, – Hey, I'll willing, say, willing, one last thing on, on – yeah. All I said was Gase. I do believe in his talent. And one thing that I will, I will mention for those that are debating on him, they just lost C.J. Mosley and Jamal Adams, okay? okay? That defense is taking a major hit. Yeah. That, that means their game script is going to change a lot this year compared to what it was projected. And so I see a lot of games where they're going to be throwing from behind, and he's probably going to get more volume than he traditionally would if those guys are in there. So something to think about. That's yeah, a great very point. Good point. Uh, start one quarterback. Is this a guy you're targeting in late rounds? Is this a guy you're avoiding in late rounds? I'm probably not snagging him anywhere. I just can't I can't buy him. I don't hate him. I just, just never fell in love with him. Uh, Hammerjacks, Nick, Kevin, Chris, anybody uh, – Who's taking him? Who's who's not taking him in the start one? I'm drafting him. I've been talking. I've been go. laying in wait the this whole one? time because I, I, I'm a big Sam Darnold fan, and I've been speaking out about him on Twitter for months now. And I, I don't know how many. Who would you rather have polls, uh, Sam Darnold or Daniel Jones? I would rather have Sam Darnold, and maybe I'm just a glutton for punishment, being a Lions fan. <laughs> and I look at the jet. The, I look at the Jets organization almost the same way, and it's like. Uh, I'm just telling you what's in my mind. Like, there's no numbers or statistic here. It's just all gut over the years playing uh, fantasy sports where it's like an underdog situation and you want him to do well. And we've seen major glimpses of him doing well, as Nick said. He had, what did you say? He had four top ten finishes last season. The talent is there. He's a a big frame kid. He knows what he's doing. And I don't care if – I agree, Gase is a dummy. But you can only suppress – you know, talent, or you can only suppress people for so long before, you know, they're like, well, F you, you know, like a, uh, what's that, what's the movie, you know, the, the football movie where, you know, they're like, they throw the coach out at halftime and they're like, I don't care. We're going to go win this ourselves. So maybe I got this warped sense of, you know, uh, how much I love Sam Darnold, but I think, I think he's going to show off here this season 37 3800 yards 26 27 touchdowns i got i got quite a few shares of him i I really do i I hate gates because he likes to slow that game down he likes to play ball control and it just drives me crazy i want to rip my hair out because darnold is talented and uh and he does have weapons and and so i hope it happens for him i hope it does all right we're gonna shoot over to number 18 here we go with drew Brees. this guy it's only got to be where he is based on his age. That's the only reason he's got to be 18th on the board, 78th off the uh, board overall, which is uh, still the late, mid, mid, late seventh. Um, and I got two people destroying him. I got to assume they're destroying him only because it's dynasty, not redraft, or are they destroying him, period? Uh, let's start with uh, 
We're going to try and hit these rounds a little bit quicker because we're only through halfway through six. <laughs> number six. So we're, not even, we're starting number six here, uh, 43 minutes in. But, hey, it's good Sorry talk. It's good, no, it's, it's good, good information for people listening. So, um, so it's good stuff. So we're going to go Drew Brees, and uh, I'll give this one over to Nick. Kevin, which one do you want? So you both put down Destroy I'll, here. I'll go real fast here. Um, in absolute win-now mode, my team is the most stacked. It's going to be take Drew Brees and uh, one quarterback or super flex. Anything else in a dynasty, it, it's just too tough because you might have him for one season, and then who knows what the future holds with his age and if he's going to even play the year after this season. So win-now mode, grab Drew Brees 100%. And not win now mode. I'm I'm not with him. Sell him, give him. Kevin, anything to add there? No, but basically the same thing. Like if I'm drafting Drew Brees, I'm gonna go win now and then get like Darnold as my or somebody else, and then maybe get like Her- Herbert or somebody else at the bottom of the at the level, and then try to just win the championship and then just rebuild. Okay. Okay. Anybody? Uh, anybody loving on him more than more than that statement there? I kind of agree with it. If I got him. And I'm not winning. I'm definitely trying to t- trying to find the guy who thinks he's a champion and, and sell him for a ransom if I can. Yeah. So, um, now let's talk redraft though on this man. I'll love him for this year on redraft. I, he's gonna throw the ball unless he's injured. He's gonna get out there and play. Who who's anybody not taking him in redraft? Because I don't have the stats in front of where he goes in redraft, but he goes fairly late. Not 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 hammerjacks late, but late. <laughs> I'm guessing around the 10th round off the top of my head without Do, looking, though. Does Drew Brees bug anybody like he bugs me? Like he's, he no. seems like like uh, like everything's so fake and false and it's too perfect. And I just, I don't want him <laughs> oh, on wow. my team. I don't want him <laughs> on my team for personal reasons, you know? Hey, you got to enjoy what you're doing. So if you don't, you don't yeah. like the guy, don't take him. I get that. Real quick, when he, what was it, a Monday night football game, he, he set the the passing yardage uh, in mm-hmm. a season, and then all these cameras come on him, and he grabs his two sons, and they're you're in the middle of a football game. They stopped everything for you, and he whispers to him, "You can do anything you want. You just got to." Who talks like that in the middle of a football game? It's just <laughs> it seems very it seems very forced and fake to me. So uh, I'm all good with Drew Brees as my quarterback in fantasy football. Well, there you go. He's going in the uh, seventh round, so he's going earlier than I was thinking he was going. So. Yeah. <laughs> So he says, stay, stay on the AstroTurf, the fake AstroTurf over there with your fakeness. I got it. All right. <laughs> I don't care what he says when the game's not started, but when he's playing, he's putting up points. He is putting up some points. I'm still probably not reaching for him in the seventh myself. All right, Tom Brady. It's the old-timer's time right here. Uh, why'd you laugh, Hammerjacks? <laughs> everybody knows how I feel on this one. All right. No, I don't think everybody I don't. does. I think we're going green screen. Oh yeah. Basically, <laughs> I, I mean, if you if you watched him, uh, and everybody's argument is, well, you know, he didn't have anybody to throw to last year. I I honestly believe the guy's dust, and uh, and and he couldn't beat he couldn't beat the Jets at home to 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 to, to, to win a playoff game. He lost to the Dolphins and the Titans back to back. Must wins at home. He didn't look good. He can't run. He 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 wasn't sharp. He's got a Duck Hodges had a had a better deep ball passer rating than he did. Uh, I I know he's going to have a lot of weapons, and you know what? That's great. But but I am not touching Tom Brady. And 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 it's the unpopular take, and I don't care. It's just it's just me. I'm kind of like he is with Breeze. I don't like the guy, and uh, and and I'm staying away from him. 
Okay. He was he looked I, terrible. He did not look like an NFL quarterback last year. All right. All right. Let's go. Oh, I yeah. mean, I don't want I don't Spicy want any sauce. Yeah, I don't <laughs> it, it's weird to have dead air, but I, you know, how can I how can I put Hammerjacks down for his comments when he no. support when he supported me in my hatred for for Drew Brees that was totally <laughs> not even uh you know, numbers are really sports based, but when it comes to Tom Brady, the guy's tried and true. You can't knock what he's done. I firmly believe he's the best uh, quarterback of all time, football player of all time. That's arguable. I don't, I don't I know. Agree. I don't, I don't care. He's going to Tampa Bay and maybe the dust that you speak of. And I respect your opinion, but he was already out the door. Now that we now with that we know he's in Tampa Bay, we can look back like after you watch a movie for the second time, you're like, oh yeah, I should have picked up on that. Well, last season in Tampa Bay, he his mind was already elsewhere. You know, he went to Tampa Bay. He didn't care about New England anymore. So maybe going, how old is he? 42, 43 years old. Going to Tampa Bay for a, a season or two will do him good with the with his supporting cast. Uh, I'll I'll answer your question right now, Bob. I'll draft him in redraft and a, a, a two-quarterback league as my second quarterback, as Nick and Kevin both said. He, he's a win-now kind of quarterback. You're not drafting him in a dynasty league and that's to, car- to carry your that. team for 10 years. I sure. get that, and he is probably the greatest of all time. I don't know to argue that. My point is is he had a have-to-win game against the Dolphins. Had to win, and they were playing at home, and he couldn't get it done. He looked terrible. Then he had a um, have-to-win game to advance against the Titans. Couldn't get it done. He really, really, his skills looked like they were just not there. Are you saying that Tom Brady, NFL great, at home, in a playoff situation, didn't care? No, not at all. I'm not saying he didn't care. I'm just saying that sometimes things happen happen that way. They happen how they're supposed to. He can't. How many times it's not like he was like his first or second year where up oh, he can't get it done in the big game. How many times have we seen him do it before? Carry the team, carry the city, win the Super Bowl, that kind of thing. I don't know the guy. I don't know the organization. I don't know what was in his head. I agree with you. He couldn't get it done, and and that's that. That was last year, and now we're on to this year, and he's in Tampa Bay. I just know that traditionally the old guys in quarterback, the quarterback position itself. When they when when their skills erode, it happens really fast. When they when it goes, it goes. I and, agree. And, and and he did not look like a NFL caliber quarterback the second half of the season last year. And now he's going to a whole new scheme, whole new team. And you know what? I hope he does well because you know I just hope he does. But I just personally, there you go. There you go. I love it. Some guy named Bob Street told. I don't know who he is, but he chimed in on the uh, on the Twitters here. He said, "Fire debate." <laughs> it's all good. On quick quick notes here too, I, I think he's going to be successful. But if if anybody thinks that you know he is going to with you know he's got he's got Godwin, he's got Mike Evans. If anybody thinks that he's going to come out and do the same stuff that James was last season, it, it's a it's a false thought. I mean, Tom Brady is not going to give a shit about giving Chris Godwin ten receptions in a game. He's not going to care about your fantasy team. Tom Brady is going to go out and want to win every game. He's going to be a game manager. They brought back a lot of guys on defense. The defense is going to be a lot better. It, it might be it might be a season where you're going to have games with, you know, Chris Chris Godwin and Mike Evans getting some catches, but they win the game because of great defense and he manages the game. So I, I think I think people think that, you know, he's got two great weapon, weapons and uh, he's going to come in and just sling the ball, but he's not going to have to, and he's going to be a game manager, especially at his age. So – 
Yeah, he's not going to be playing YOLO football like Jameis Winston was. That's for no, sure. No, it's going to be win, win the game at whatever I got to do. Run the ball 80 times, throw the ball five times, throw the ball 100 times, win the game. All right. Let's throw in two guys here together. Nah, I won't do that. They feel like the same person to me for some reason, though. Uh, no, they don't. All right. Jimmy Garoppolo and Ryan Tannehill is who I was talking about at 20 and 21. They both feel like low-volume quarterbacks. I think that's really where I was heading with that that thought in my head when I said it, but you really can't put two guys like that together to debate. So Jimmy G going to, uh, 20th, he's going 88 overall, which is just into the eighth round. Uh, it's about the same spot. Ryan Tannehill is going at 21. So I got uh, some destroys, both couple destroys for Jimmy G and I got a destroy and a defend for Ryan Tannehill. So uh, it's probably about where we're going to wrap up this show. Let's start with Jimmy G and, um, Anyone want to defend this man? I, I find he's hard to defend myself, and that's that's a problem for me because I don't love he doesn't. I don't feel like he has all the weapons around him. Um, he just he's just not stacked. You know, Emmanuel Sanders when he had him, you know, used him for a little bit, then forgot how. Uh, he loves to throw his tight end, and then after that, you know, what's going on? So anybody want to def- defend this man? Or here's the. Two things. I must have missed the memo because you're saying I got two people that want to defend and two people that want to, you know, talk highly of somebody. No, I I was looking for someone to talk highly. I must have missed the boat on this one. Well, when it comes to Jimmy G, I don't I don't want to defend or stick up for him. It's kind of like, you know, when you when you nothing something or you nothing somebody (laughs) And and it's no no disrespect to Jimmy G or San Francisco. I just I don't he doesn't cross my mind ever and you know and and that's just a a a personal opinion and it's you know a complete honesty for me he's just he's a quarter he's a professional football player he's a professional quarterback played in the super bowl and that's it i i I nothing him it's i'm totally indifferent to the thing yeah i'd be i'd be more than different with him i wasn't stuck with him for another year on one of my teams so um anybody got any good praises no no okay we'll take a couple quick slaps in the face for him uh, Kevin and Nick, you both said uh, you'd, you'd want to throw some things at him. Go for it. I just think for me it's volume like you talked about already. And he just – they're going to run the ball, play great defense. They're just not going to – they're going to go up 17-7 to seven and they're going to run the clock out and he's going to have 20 passes <laughs> exactly. in the game. Like that's just yep. going to be what it is. Exactly. I, I'm, I play in way too many leagues and I don't have him in one of my teams. So I have zero shares. I have zero shares of Jimmy G. I've never drafted him. I never wanted to draft him. It's too high to me. I'd rather <laughs> – I'd rather have your guy do lock if I'm going to take a guy around that range. Like I, I take that dude over, you know, over Jimmy G just because I think he'll have more volume. And I think that's who I want. I have a dynasty team. Nick, you got anything additional to add there before we move on to, to, I mean, to he, Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, he, he was efficient with uh, some of his passing. I mean, his touchdowns were all right for, you know, being 19th in attempts. But I just looked down the list of, you know, scoring weeks for him. And in oh, don't week, read it out loud. Yeah, had Texas. <laughs> He had 10 games, 13 or less points. Yeah. So if you are drafting quarterbacks and, and worrying about him having either eight points or nine or 10 points, or he might get 20, you, you don't want that on your team. So that, that, that's my big thing. Yeah. I literally had the pleasure of benching him. I literally had the pleasure of benching my Superflex quarterback most of the season last year. That's how bad he was. <laughs> that's not a good start. No, no. When you bench your Superflex quarterback <laughs> and you start with a disadvantage, it's not good. All right. The only way I'm taking him is in DFS, stacking him with uh, Kittle. That's fair. The price, I'm sure the price will be right. 
Right. All right. Let's go over to uh, let's go to Ryan Tannehill at twenty one. Eighty uh, eighth off the board, still the middle of the seventh, eighth round. Um, and uh, we're gonna let you two go head to head since you chose. Do you, uh, Kevin picked destroy, and uh, Nick destroy. picked defend. So, uh, I love Ryan Tannehill. I'll say it now. I absolutely love him. <laughs> I love so, you, man. So argue amongst yourselves. <laughs> I, just, I just think in a super flex going off of last year, um, okay. he had ten. You know, ten ten games, and out of those ten games, only one of them with. One touchdown. He had a lot of two, three touchdown games. I know the knocks are going to be, hey, they don't pass the ball, you know, enough, and they don't pass it as much as other teams. But uh, with the four-year extension, I mean, weeks week seven on, he was QB three in the league. So even though he didn't throw the ball a lot, he was super efficient. He had a lot of yards. He had a lot of touchdowns. And I think with uh, some younger weapons in AJ Brown, Jonu Smith. You know, hopefully there's a you know resurgence in Corey Davis. Even if he doesn't throw the ball a lot, but he's getting those touchdowns. Touchdowns equal fantasy points, and, and we like those, especially if he's like your second or third QB on a super flex league. Um, yeah, that that was that was my my very very basic uh, points. He had three games with three touchdowns. So uh, again, uh, I know he was pretty bad in Miami, and we want to look at Gase was in Miami and all these other things. But if we're gonna let a guy like Devontae Parker let his career take off with, you know, new life. I think Ryan Tannehill going into a new system and being good in that system, let, let, let him be good. Hey, you got Tannehill, you got Drake, you got Parker, you got all these guys that are uh, yeah. seeing now that Gase is no longer on the team. Yeah. I, I like Tannehill in that system. That, that That's pretty much all I, I'll uh, go on. All right. So he, uh, he kind of defended him there. Kevin, why don't you have at it since you, you said that you were going to take him down? Yeah, I mean, I like Tannehill. It's not that, like, I don't like him as a quarterback. I just don't like where he's ranked. So, like, at 21, That's fair. I would I would much rather have, like I said, I, I'm on the lock train, so hopefully your boy don't let me down, Bob. Uh, but uh, so <laughs> Hopefully don't let me down. <laughs> so I like Locke or even Cam. I like Cam or even Gardner Minshew. I, for me, volume is, is king. So, like, I, I, I'm a volume guy, so especially in that in that offense like you talked about henry they're gonna run the ball they got a good defense i like garrington evans from appalachian state he's one of my guys too that i, I watched a lot i think he's gonna get a lot of carries too and i think he's a good change back um i just don't for me with Tannehill, i just don't know what kind of quarterback you're getting yeah he had a good half of a season last year but he's had one good half of a season in his whole career so like before we start like really going into this guy's gonna be my qb2 on my super flex team i want to see more from him that's just kind of where i come from that's fair. Sure. I see him a lot as uh, as as Seattle in a different town, except they actually have a running game and they can run the ball versus Seattle has all the guys injured. So maybe they'll actually let Russell Wilson throw the ball. Yeah. Um, super efficient. Both teams, super efficient. Not a lot of not as much volume uh, over there in Tennessee to me. And that's what that's the part I struggle with, because if they don't hit on the touchdowns, they don't have the big breakaway play. You're sitting there holding your 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 stat sheet, going, "Where'd my points go?" Yeah, you got AJ Brown uh, averaged. Well, he actually averaged two point five points per target last year, and that's impossible. Impossible. <laughs> Sustained. Right. Put it this way: Hopkins, Julio, all those guys are right around that 1.85, 1. 1.9. What he did, and then and then you take the efficiency that Tannehill did at the same time. 
for that to repeat itself, you're going to have the, the odds are stacked way against you for both of those guys to sustain that type of efficiency rating. And so I see a regression coming on both sides, ball control. And, uh, and, and to Kevin's point, Darrington Evans is a lot better weapon than uh, Dupas, who went back to New York um, uh, in that backfield to, uh, to help out uh, uh, Barkley because uh, it was basically Henry and the Henry show alone. And so I definitely see them more running, less efficiency, and uh, I'm staying away from that offense. I guess one question you can ask just real quick too, though, is if, you know, I, again, only a chunk of the season, but if, if week seven through the end of the season, he was QB three and he put up those numbers and then he regresses to a QB nine or 10. Fair, fair, fair. Sure. Especially his ADP. I get that. Yeah, sure. That's my no, only really like. Oh, no, oh, he, I, I he's going to regress, but that's my thought. Like, oh, right, all right, all right. Well, being the host, being the Broncos fan in the room, you're going to end it without lock. No, we're going right to Drew Lock. We're going <laughs> into <laughs> overtime. <laughs> we're at the 59 minute, 52 <clears throat> second, 53, 54 second mark, but we're going to add Drew Lock in here as the final. We didn't make it to 24. I didn't think we would. You, you have four great guests on here. Given great info, it's just going to be good stuff. What are you going to do? Oh, well. So you go a little long. It is what it is. Let's go. Drew Lock at number 22, 90th off the board. It's, uh, it's pushing the end of the eighth there. And uh, I got two people defending him over here with Kevin and, and, uh, and Nick. Uh, taking shots at him, David, Chris. If you want to take shots at him, that's fine. It's not, it's, it's not my body you're punching. It's okay. It's okay. What do you got? I didn't even say anything. Jeez. I know. I know. I'm just seeing you said something earlier. I wouldn't know if it was good or bad. I just saw you shaking your head. Um, I'm willing to, you know, willing to hear what people have because there's definitely some downside to them. Yeah. No. Okay. You are going to be well, Okay. Well, uh, again, like Ryan Tannehill, I'm with uh, Kevin here, the boys, Kevin. I love – I love the prospects of Drew Locke this season. Something, something, weapons, something, something, <laughs> something, something, you know. It's all on him if he doesn't make things, it happen. Yeah, I what, – what happened the previous year, obviously you have to pay mind to that, pay attention to that. That goes into their stock. But I always like to look ahead, you know, project what they're going to – you know, what a guy is going to do this coming season – I have him throwing the ball like 490, maybe 500 times, completing 315, 320 passes, 23 to 25 touchdowns, you know, 51 carries, couple scrambles here and there, 11 interceptions, things of that nature. So there's definitely major upside here with Drew Locke, given the fact Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, Noah Font is like this. The things have cooled on Font, if I'm not mistaken, but. That could be a mistake. I'm with I'm I'm on Drew Locke's side this season, but right. end of the eighth round that's a that's a little high for me. Not to be rude, but your your ADP seem like they're really high because I have him you know 140, 140 overall. It's a super say, flex. Super flex oh, is pushing it up. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because nobody cares about single quarterback. I've seen him going super flex in fifth and sixth rounds when quarter. Of course, it all depends on the. The, the league you're in and, the, and, and what's going on. But uh, I'm with you, Chris. I He's a big guy, tough guy. He's got a gunslinger mentality. And, and I'm not saying he's Brett Favre, but he's got a little Brett Favre in him. And uh, and I like that. And SEC proven. He's got the something-something weapons. 
<laughs> and and uh, and they went out and got weapons catered to to his his game, his strengths of his game. He can throw the ball deep. Yeah. And uh, and so I'm excited to see what he does. A lot of people are, are a little hesitant on him, but uh, I I'm in. I'm All in. right. So before I pass it to Kevin over there, who's who's jumping at the screen real quick, um, I'm going to read this game log from in, in, in the past doesn't predict the future. Right. Kevin but, hasn't really even moved. He's just been sitting there. So I don't know. I, he, he, was, he was leaning forward. I don't know. I, I thought I was giving him credit for it. So I just um, have to pee. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, the Do best it live policy. on air. That'd be fantastic. So I'm going to give him the bottle. Um, just took a downturn. Uh, so week 13, that's when he started. 134 yards, two touchdowns. Okay, touchdown saved him. Week 14 blows up against Houston. I don't know, 300 yards just blowing up. But three touchdowns was definitely nice. And uh, not bad to add the 300 yards. Definitely made you made you happy that week you started him. Then he goes to 200 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. 192 yards, one touchdown, 177 a touchdown. So it was his first year. We'll call it that and hope that with these new weapons he has, he develops with them and he grows. And it's fantastic. He's got John John Elway, you know, in the in the uh, in the house with him. If anybody can hopefully teach a guy, it should be John Elway. Although it's not really his job, but he should be able to motivate the guy, help out, give some tips, something. Although he hasn't been able to do it with any of our other rookies. So, <laughs> and why don't you pump up this man before we go on a positive note? Yeah, like when I look at it, because since I do a lot of scouting and stuff, when I scouted him, I mean, especially at college, the dude had over 12,000 yards passing and 99 touchdowns in his career. So he can throw the ball and he's very good quarterback. Um, I loved his, I loved his volume and the way he actually competes too. He kind of checks all those intangible boxes that you want to talk about the make believe stuff that's out there that, you know, it's real, but you can't prove it. Um, and from all the stories that you hear about him in college, the guys buy into him. Um, and if you saw him over the off season, even this summer, he's protesting with the guys. Like he has a good, he does a good job of getting the team to rally behind him. And you need that. I mean, you need that leadership from your quarterback. And so he checks those. Um, and so his – I mean, he had 44 touchdowns his junior season at Missouri. So he can play. It's it's just I think um, his accuracy is a, is a concern. So he didn't really have the highest completion percentages when he was in college for sure. So that's something. But he made some throws last year that you could tell that he's getting better at that. And I think him sitting out for that little while, studying the game a little bit, helped him last year when he was watching Flacco just die on the field. Um, so like, for, I think, I think Drew Locke can be that guy. I really do. I, I have him on a ton of my teams as my QB two, QB three ish, depending on how bad my team is. Um, but he, he, he's definitely, I think he has, like you said, the weapons, but I think he can throw the ball and I think he's a leader and that means something in the league. Yeah. No. Nick, any closing thoughts on uh, Drew Locke? I don't want to repeat anything, but I, I just want to close on with Locke. I think he has every opportunity in the world to be successful. Uh, everything that he has around him, even on the other side of the ball. Um, so I think if you're looking for a young guy that has young guys he can throw to that are very, very good, like I'm a massive Harry Judy fan, then I think in a super flex league, if he's your QB2 or he's your QB3 on the bench just because he hasn't played a lot, you have to be happy with that, So especially long term. And there's no reason why Haskins should have got drafted over him. That was, the Redskins no. are stupid. I mean, I'm proud of the Redskins. I'm so Ooh. glad that they suck. But uh, well, I'm so proud of the Redskins. Like I, I just wanted to keep drafting shitty players. But Haskins should not. <laughs> Haskins should not have been drafted over over Drew Lock. 
I mean, think about it. Drew Locke put up those kind of stats playing for Missouri against all the SEC teams. Yeah. He played for Alabama or LSU or, 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 or an elite team. Uh, it's staggering what he could have done. Yeah. There you go. All right. I like it that we're ending on a Drew Locke love. <laughs> end there. Uh, before we go, because everybody's not watching on the YouTubes, uh, David says, this has been an amazing, amazing pod, kind of blown away, to be honest. Thank you, David, for being honest. I love honesty. Appreciate it, sir. Thanks for watching the show. Thanks for commenting. Everybody who jumped in and out, thank you for commenting. Um, when we go around the room, David, let everybody know where you can be found, both on Twitter and anything else you got going on. Just find me on Twitter, HammerJacks1, uh, uh, or go to our uh, website, HammerCast.com, and uh, we got everything there from the YouTube, podcasts, giveaways, articles. Kevin uh, puts out amazing articles. We've got actually a whole Devi section on the website now that Kevin's running that whole show. And we actually got four leagues on the on the website too that we're running too. So if you're into Devi, get on there, see Kevin and uh anything else, check it out, see what you think. Look at that, Kevin. You got a little promo within his exit. That's nice. Hey. All right, Nick, we're gonna slide over to you. <laughs> yeah, uh Nick from P2W Fantasy, just at P2 uh P2W Fantasy on Twitter. We have the website on there. Um hopefully we can get some uh of you guys that listen, uh, listening to our podcast as well. Uh, we push out articles all the time, YouTube videos, just constantly uh, trying to link up with guys like Bob and everybody in this video. Uh, and Bob, thanks again uh, for having me on, especially with a great group of guys. No, I loved it. You guys are awesome. I totally it makes it fun for me. So I, I just got to sit back and, and, and throw firecrackers in the mix. So it's made a lot of fun. <laughs> Have a little whiskey. It's a good time. Uh, Detroit BC, Chris, what's going on over there, sir? Nothing. You guys can uh, already know. Find me on Twitter at Detroit Beastie. Big DFS guy every morning and early afternoon. Hot pucking stacks, NHL DFS article, followed by Crush Spot, MLB DFS article. Then I sprinkle in some uh, seasonal football in between. So if you're into DFS, uh, give me a follow, shoot me a DM, email, whatever you want to do. I'd be happy to talk to you. Uh, I guess thanks for having me on, Bob. I mean... <laughs> It was, it, was a, it was an okay time. I mean, let's be honest. It was a third time, on, man. Thanks for coming yeah. back. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Yeah, you can find me at uh, than he was to me because dang, he punched me right in my gut. Well, you, could, uh, <laughs> you can find me at Du Bois underscore twenty two. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. I'd like to have more followers to Hammerjacks one of these days because he keeps making fun of me that I don't have a many followers. No, I never made fun uh, of you at so all. It's cool. It's cool, dude. Uh, so you, you can find you got us a private on- chat going in. It's a, it's, a, it's a joke. It was oh, going no. on. He, he, he's, he's the GOAT. So I'm just trying to get on his level one day. Um, um, but no, for real, I, I, you know, I hope everybody follows everybody on this. You know, I've only been on you know, Twitter for a couple months now and really started producing stuff. And these guys have all been really nice, great guys. Um, that's not always the case on f- fantasy Twitter out there. Right. So, um, you know, I, I can't say enough about all these guys. Please follow them, follow their podcast. You know, I, I try to listen as much as I can. And, and these are really good dudes. So please, please follow these guys. All right. I can be found on, at, on Twitter at Bob3Toad on YouTube, Bob3Toad Warriors. Shows drop on Monday, Thursday mornings on YouTube and podcast and the happy hour is Wednesdays. Currently it will be flipping over Tuesdays during the season due due to time sensitive things that need to come out in the season. But for right now, we're still rolling Wednesdays and the replay of this show will be on Saturdays for you until further notice, because it gives people a chance who didn't catch it live to watch it afterwards and, uh, and enjoy the show. So 
Uh, that's all for this show. It's in Bob's Three Toad Warriors with David, Nick, Chris, and Kevin reminding you that soon enough you'll be able to hit the waiver wire, set your lineups, dominate your opponents. But until then, we will see you. Peace. Guys only got three toes. <laughs>